0: Hi, my friends, and welcome to Birthing into the Great Unknown. I'm your host, Stacey Berry, and this is where we are going to redefine pregnancy, birth, parenting, and ultimately ourselves. This podcast is dedicated to those that wish to leave behind overwhelming anxiety and choose to create action and agency in their lives. For what we birth after we give birth can be the most powerful part of our journey. Let's get started. Hey everybody and welcome back. I'm excited for you to join me this week. Um, I've had so many requests about sort of unpacking my experience with the Bradley Method. And so this podcast is going to be about why I broke up with the Bradley Method and I will be calling them out again on their divisive language Um, that I believe is creating trauma in our current birth culture. So for those of you who are thinking about taking a childbirth class, trying to decipher which one is best for you, this will be a good podcast to listen to. Um, For those that know me, I have written a blog years ago called Breaking Up with Bradley, and it details why I left the organization. You can find that blog listed in the description of this podcast. Um, this will also be turned into a blog as well. If you do decide to read it, I'll have both those links in the description. So, here I go again. I am calling out the Bradley method. While I do honor the progress that this method has established for all birthing people, and it really did change the conversation for generations. Dr. Bradley was the first to say, hey, let's bring our partners into this equation, which I feel is very important. Um, Having the person that makes you feel the safest in the room is going to help you relax and open. So yes, I do acknowledge all the advancements we've made in um, birthing options for women due to the Bradley method. However, I can't sit idly by without saying anything As their message continues to create trauma and divisiveness in our birth culture and for many birthing people, myself included, I will include myself in the people that find um, and have felt, experienced many of the things we're going to talk about today due to the Bradley Method. Um, For those that know me, my name is Stacey Berry and I own and operate Labor Love Birth and Postpartum in Orange County, California. We are a full-service doula agency. We offer birthing families everything from childbirth preparation, education, birth, and postpartum doula services. We also offer lactation education and consultations in home. We also offer placenta services. Since um, let's see, since 2013 was the first year that I started doing this work when I created Labor Love. Since then, we've literally supported thousands of couples through childbirth education and our doula services in Orange County. Um, And I've personally sat by the bedside of possibly over 300 laboring women um, and people in this moment. Most recently, I've started working with people that need healing in this space from, um, from birth trauma. And so, I am really diving into uh, healing trauma. I'm really diving into postpartum stress um, disorder when it comes to birth specifically. I personally experienced PTSD from my own birth experience. And so, in understanding that space, uh, currently, this is my next adventure. I am studying, certifying, and doing a lot of research about trauma and how to heal it, how to use somatic practices to bring us back into our joy. Um, And so in doing so, I'm working with women in this space that need to heal from their stories. And so this is my frame of reference. My frame of reference is being in the birth space, being in the birth room, and working with women postpartum to understand their story, to process their experience, So this podcast is my opinion. I want to make that clear. It is (laughs) strictly my opinion. Um, And all of us have them. And so I find it really important when people are trying to decide what childbirth education to invest in because the Bradley Method is a huge investment, Um, not only financially, but time-wise. It literally is 10 supposed to be 12 weeks, and that's a long time. That is months of investing. And so my goal with this podcast is to help people decide intuitively what feels right um, when they're looking for a childbirth education program. So when I first became a birth worker, I truly felt that many of us were missing out on a beautiful connected human experience when we birthed our babies. I felt that if we had more mental and physical preparation, had more support and a better understanding of what birth looks, feels, and is, we could achieve a better experience for ourselves. We could make better memories and be more equipped to handle such a major life transition. So this is also from my own personal experience. I did not feel um, prepared. I did not feel like my medical provider gave me any preparation for this moment. Um, I had a great medical um, OBGYN with my first birth. He was wonderful. And he didn't prepare me. Um, So after that experience, I real, I realized the onus was on me. And with that said, I still feel we need to have better education in the hospital system. I still feel that there needs to be better mental and emotional preparation for this moment. Um, that's always been my goal. Better preparation to process birth and all of its bigness because birth is big. Birth is really big. So, As many of you also know that follow me, in 2012, I became an affiliate with the Bradley Method, and I taught that course for five years. Um, I was great at it too. I loved teaching the Bradley Method. I became very successful at teaching it. My classes were always full. I often had a wait list and sometimes opened another course so that I could fulfill the need. Um... I really spread their name, their brand, very loud and clear in Orange County, California. I will also say that most Bradley teachers, like myself, do not adhere to all of their teachings. And so I used their roadmap um, as simply that. It was not, you know, um, a detailed roadmap. Uh, I basically created my own courses based off of their, um, their, my own class presentation really, based off of their teachings. And so while I was teaching the Bradley Method, my my students were also getting the Bradley Handbook. Um, I, I left out the things I didn't agree with, you know. Um, and if you read my previous bro- blog, um, breaking up with the Bradley method, you will see that I, could no, I can no longer stand or affiliate my name with their brand. I could no longer do those things because of multiple reasons. And so um, several years ago, I stopped teaching the Bradley method altogether. Um, I, I truly believe that childbirth education is the best way to prepare for this experience and we need to really understand what we're investing in so that we we feel like it aligns with our own morals and our own beliefs. And that's exactly where I am in in teaching a method. Um, I actually don't teach any method anymore. I teach my own connected childbirth series, and it's based on understanding yourself to agree to a, a level of awareness and intuition. Um, that's the main focus really. So with that said, um, in my previous blog, breaking up with the Bradley method, um, if you want to read that, you'll, you'll gain a better understanding of why I left the organization. Um, I believe that they fear monger and they're creating a culture of failure for birthing people, um, words and feelings, fear monger and failure, uh, should never be associated with birth. Just point blank. Those words and feelings should never be associated with birth. Um, I guess because, you know, the more I support this space, uh, the more empathy and understanding I have for birth, right? The more this grows, uh, this empathy and grace. Um, I just became tired of listening to stories about failure connected to the Bradley Method, I mean, I can remember when I was at my point of, I can't do this any longer. Um, I would get texts, emails from numerous uh, people that attended the Bradley Method with me. Um, messages about how uh, they gave in, right? I gave in, I got the epidural. I'm so sorry. Like apologizing to me. When, they, they, when, when you make a personal choice, To use a tool, I mean, that's brave. That is so brave. And you should never apologize for that. Never apologize for making the decision to take care of yourself in birth. I mean, that sort of pressure and responsibility and the idea that people felt like they disappointed me or that they failed in birth or that they gave in to something, I don't know what... um, is what the uh, Bradley Method propagates, basically. And I, I, like I said, I can't associate myself with that. Um, I just became tired of this. It's one of the reasons why I'm writing this, and I am putting this out there in the podcast as well, is because I'm tired. I'm tired of the anxiety that the Bradley Method Um, is placing on birthing people i'm tired of the false responsibility and the ownedness of birthing outcomes that the bradley method places on birthing people if things don't go as planned Um, it really does place the ownedness and responsibility of of even positioning of baby in your pelvis Um, those are largely things we cannot control You can go to as many chiropractic adjustments as you want. You can do acupuncture. You can do spinning babies. You can stand on your head for hours at a time. And babies still may not be in a good position. Bradley Method talks about tailored sitting. And basically, you know, if your baby's in a bad position, the onus is on you. Well, you didn't do this enough. Well, you didn't tailor sit enough. You didn't squat enough. And this is just simply not true. Sometimes babies get wrapped up in the cord. Sometimes babies come down crooked. Sometimes babies um, come up sunny side up or face presentation first. You know, uh, we don't have control over that and that's not our fault. You know, um, the Bradley method gives the sensation of blame. With that said, Here are several reasons why I feel the Bradley method fails birthing people. Number one, the organization Fear Mongers creating trauma and a culture of fear for birthing people. It propagates that an unmedicated birth is best. And if you need or choose medication, you, regardless of those circumstances, are putting your baby at risk. So I'll just inform you that the handbook... States this is not a direct quote, that the use of a doctor supervised administration of any sort of labor drug with the ending of cane in it, bupivacaine is one of the major medications in an epidural, is the equivalent of a pregnant person abusing illegal street drugs and the effects on your unborn child. So let me repeat that again. The handbook makes... An equivalent statement that by using drugs in labor that are administered by a doctor and supervised to the equivalent of a pregnant person abusing cocaine, um, other types of illicit drugs, alcohol during pregnancy as the same effects of an unborn child. These will not, these are not equivalents right? These are completely not equivalents. Um, it goes further to say that by exposing your baby to labor drugs, you could possibly create a child more prone to being a drug addict when they are older and losing four IQ points, meaning you're putting your baby at a higher risk become a drug addict and being dumb really? Um, I can't find any data and I have researched. I can't find any data that backs this statement. Um, while you'll find lots of opinion pieces on this topic that make a giant leap from labor drugs to our current drug crisis in America, I can't seem to find much scientific data or research that draws this conclusion. You know, for those making this large claim, there's no accounting for big pharma or incentivizing prescriptions or a medical system that medicates versus holistically healing. You know, doctors are actually overworked. We don't spend a lot of time with them. They evaluate us for 10 minutes, ask about our symptoms, and hand us over a prescription that can be very addictive, right? Um, we also have a very quick fix culture take a pill. It takes a lot longer to try to heal from depression or trauma than to take a pill, right? To fix it. We also, you know, aren't taking into consideration chronic disconnection of human interaction. We live in a society of uh, social media. We have a very huge lack of understanding how trauma plays out in our lives. Um, We totally don't understand depression, so I just I just have major problems with this kind of rhetoric, right? This is totally false rhetoric. Um our 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 American drug problem, our opioid crisis. I mean, there's so many things that go into that certainly blaming labor drugs and claiming that, oh, there's a, you know, such a huge percentage of people that are addicted to drugs. And look at how we've medicated birth for the last how many years? Like, this is just not fair. Um, I could go on and on about this. um, But more importantly, my point is the use of such language, blaming labor drugs for your child's possible drug addiction creates trauma. It is harmful. And quite frankly, this is just a false statement altogether. This is nonsense. This is nonsense. You know, working in the space of birth healing, I have heard too many people quote this exact statement right? They've internalized this. And as they try to process their birth experience, it's very hard for them to remove this sort of rhetoric from their mind. They may logically understand that decisions needed to be made in labor, um, that baby maybe had other plans, certain risks developed, and medication was needed for one reason or another. And while logically they understand, this language still keeps them up at night and tortures them. So what are we doing to ourselves? What are we doing to ourselves? You know, I am well aware that any intervention comes with its own risks. Um, And as birthing people, I do believe it's important to educate ourselves about the options, um, about what we put on our bodies, about how much goes to baby, all of these things. Yes, I think it's important to know. And of course, the goal is always that mothers, dads, babies, everyone is healthy after an experience, after the birth experience. For me, this also means that they are emotionally and mentally healthy too. I have also worked with many women that were traumatized and suffered greatly with their unmedicated birth. So just things to think about, you know, this sort of fear mongering has no place in birth. I also, you know, want to celebrate and note that we shouldn't forget that at the turn of the century in the 1800s, late 1800s and early 1900s, women fought vigilantly and hard for the right to have medication in labor. We fought for this. You know, and as with anything, it's been a process, right? I recognize that it is not a perfect history. However, women wanted these options, you know, and we live in a day, and age where these options are mostly safe, right? You know, I certainly do not want to go back in time. Um, I hold no utopian idea about birthing in the 1800s or the 1700s, you know, um, I don't want to go back to that. I don't feel that every woman needs to have an unmedicated birth. Certainly not. So this is a big one for me. Um, I'm outraged by this. And I have to say that this is is the rhetoric that sticks in your mind. And this is when I work with women postpartum trying to heal and help them process their birth experience. These are the things I hear. And I'm tired. I'm tired of this. Um, The other reason, another reason, number two. The reason why the Bradley method fails is because it puts unrealistic expectations on our partners for supporting us as birthing people. Plain and simple. This is a big one for me as a doula. The Bradley method basically places the responsibility of being a doula on the partner's shoulders. That means that they are responsible for pain management understanding so specifically the physiology of labor that they are there to help and guide it, offer up position changes, understanding the nuance of mood, of posture, of physical sensations of labor to help this person. They also need to understand and control environmental stresses, right? Prepare for that. Emotional stresses, mental confusion um also supporting fatigue and exhaustion in labor, knowing when to leave for the hospital which is a huge one, navigate uh, any sort of decisions need to be made, keep the laboring woman focused, support their ideals, ensure that this laboring person is informed about what's happening. Make sure they're well-fed, hydrated, resting, um, nourishing, encouraging words, inspiring them, possibly taking photos, putting music on. Gosh, the list could go on and on and on. All these things your partner is supposed to be, including loving you, trying to be present, and if they have any time, presence, and energy left, enjoy the birth of their baby too. This is an enormous responsibility for a person that has never gone through this before. Plain and simple. It is a ginormous responsibility. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had a woman tell me after giving birth that she felt dissatisfied, frustrated, sometimes even angry, definitely not happy with the way their partner performed in this space. And why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Your partner is not a doula. They too have never done this before. They too are in a heightened sense of awareness as they watch the person, you, that they love the most do something so vulnerable. They need support as well. They need confidence and they need guidance. They need rest, right? They need to eat. They need to take care of themselves as well. And so I'm going to give our partners all the grace in the world too because they don't need to be your doula. And this isn't to say that there aren't many partners that thrive in their space. There are. Um, I've worked with many partners who could be doulas, certainly. However, it is not the majority of partners. Many men specifically find this to be a burden. Um, And definitely as people come to me for doula support, men talk to me about what a relief It is to know that their their loved one is going to be taken care of in a way that they can't offer it. Okay? So I just want this understood. Because oftentimes we have this illusion and this fantasy that our partner can be all the things in birth that we envision. And they don't, A, have necessarily all those skills. Even if you take a Bradley course. B, They're not in your body and they don't know. Oftentimes men struggle in this space and that's okay. It is not necessarily an intuitive space for them, right? And so we don't want to put the onus all on their shoulders because in that moment, you want to be sure that your partner can be more than your expectations, right? So just things to think about. Placing this amount of responsibility on your partner's shoulders can be very unfair to them. Um, their basic number one job is just to love you, help you feel safe, right? And help you focus. They don't need to be your doula. They're not your doula. So just things to think about. It's one of the reasons why the Bradley method, you know, I have problems with it. It basically sets certain people up to fail. Um, like I said, some partners thrive in this space, but the majority of them don't. And that's okay. Number three. As noted in my previous blog, Breaking Up with Bradley, the Bradley Method believes that birth is one size fits all. And that means birth is best if unmedicated. Which, quite frankly, could not be farther from the truth. Birth is dynamic and it comes With all of the things we birth in our brain, first and foremost. So what that means is all of your vulnerabilities, all of your insecurities, all of your fears, your traumas, your losses, your abandonment surface, quite frankly, you are going to be pushed past your comfort zone. So how do you feel safe outside of your comfort zone? Okay. It is so specific and individual. You know, um, one might not understand what they need until they get there as everybody is different, right? You may not know what you need until you get there. It's really impossible to make decisions in a situation you've never been in before. If you've experienced any miscarriages, if you've gone through IVF, birthing may feel different in your body. If you've experienced sexual or physical trauma, birth will feel different in your body. If you have PCOS or endometriosis, your options for birth may actually change. As every body, every person's body is different, every birth is different. And believe it or not, you do not have control over how your birth unfolds. Did you hear me? I just said it. You do not have control over how your birth unfolds. It is one of the most magical gifts our children give us is that we are no longer in control. And this takes a lot. There's so much surrendering to this moment, allowing, allowing, no resistance, Because ultimately, your baby decides how they will be born. Plain and simple. Your baby decides how they're going to be born. Okay? So these are many of the reasons why I feel the Bradley Method fails us. Number four, the Bradley Method is exclusive and agenda-based. Unmedicated birth is best. This leaves no consideration for the mental, emotional, and physical health of the mother. The Bradley Method went so far as to call its affiliates fetal advocates. I, for one, believe in you and your autonomy. I believe that you know what is best for your baby and your body. As a birth worker, um, I think this moment is full of uncertainty, overwhelm, anxiety, and fear. And, and it is my, my only notion to help you manage those things. I am not a fetal advocate. The Bradley Method even went so far as to ask us to log our statistics on birthing outcomes for couples that attended our courses. It was a condition to being an affiliate. Um, This policy was one that I never, never sat well with me. Um, And I actually made excuses. I went around it. I really tried never to log a birth. If I did, I actually lied about it because I wasn't going to call my students or email them and ask them, so what happened? Right? My students aren't statistics. Your experience, how it feels, how it resonates with you, um, that's much more important to me. Uh, I'm not interested in outcomes. I'm interested in your emotional well-being, right? The couples, the incredible couples that have trusted me and taken my courses, we become intimate friends. I care for, I nurture them. This is one of the biggest, most challenging days of your life. I want to see you healthy on the other side. And that's emotional as well as physical, You know, my hopes are not only that you have an unmedicated birth, my hopes are that you birth with joy and confidence, um, that you feel equipped to navigate your experience based on your intuition and needs. Nobody can do that for you, but yourself, no method, which is a prescribed set, right? Of tools. That's not intuitive. Intuitive. You know, so my goal is that you can hear your intuition. You can listen to your body and you can care for it in this space. That's my goal. Um, Also, that your partner is well prepared to support and love you. um, That you guys become a team and you welcome your baby with so much love and joy. Those are my goals. I am not a fetal advocate. Number five, the Bradley Method has helped create our current competitive and hierarchical birth culture. Every woman feels this, even if we think we don't. We all feel this. We have created a culture where one birth is um, idolized over another. And when I talk about an idealized birth, I'm pretty sure that maybe, I don't know, 60 to 80% of us imagine instantly a woman in a tub Slowly breathing, birthing her baby down, welcoming her baby in this tranquil, beautiful space. And man, that sounds amazing. And I have been with women who have achieved such gorgeous births. And it's not the majority of us, right? The majority of us, this is hard. And it's felt everywhere in our bodies and our mind and our soul. Um, when we, you know, go on YouTube and we find all these videos, they edit out all the raw stuff. They edit out, you know, the parts that are intense and, and not every birth is the same, you know, birth feels different in everybody's body and mind and soul. So we can't compare and there's no hierarchy. No birth is better than the other. I have had women come to me who have talked about multiple births, all being very different, and their favorite being their cesarean. Right? So we don't know this. There's no hierarchy of birth. Um, You know, we have this culture where birthing people feel also that they failed, you know, or they have tremendous guilt when they have to make different decisions for themselves. We have set these expectations like we have control. And again, we don't have control. The only thing we control is what we think about what's happening to us. Your baby controls how they how they are born. Right? So we've created this culture We're afraid to make decisions where we feel like we failed if our birth, you know, goes a different way than what we expected. A culture that pits birthing people against epidurals. You don't know how many people have come to me in the past and said, I don't want an epidural. I can't have an epidural. I'm terrified of epidurals. And all I hear them talk about is epidurals. Why are you focusing so much on this epidural? Why not focus on how strong you are, how brave you are, how how amazing your body is, how you were born to do this, right? We give this epidural so much power. We've created this culture. It's a culture that if you do decide to have an epidural, you gave up, right? You gave up. How do you give up in birth? You still have to have a baby. It's still hard work. Pushing out a baby regardless of unmedicated or medicated is hard, it is so hard. I had a medicated birth and an unmedicated birth. And I got to tell you, my medicated birth, pushing on the epidural was so hard. Right? So we have this idea that that if you have an epidural, you gave up. That's just not true. All of these things just make me hang my head low when I hear them. You know, um these are choices we're making to put such pressure on ourselves. Uh, The Bradley Method is propagating these falsehoods. What we need to do is prioritize presence over performance in all places. Be present. We need to prioritize patience, grace, and understanding for ourselves over outcomes. Prioritize self love over outcome. We need to prioritize self-awareness and cultivate safety within our bodies over expectations. This is the best way to take care of yourself, my friend. Prioritize your self-awareness and cultivate safety within your own body over expectations. I hate expectations. As a woman that supports birthing families in an intimate, challenging, and transformative space, I believe we need tremendous self-care and self-love in this space. That's all. Cultivate self-care and self-love. That will make your birth better. Um, Become more self-aware. Align with your intuition. This is how we make birth better. As a birth worker, my ultimate goal is to change this birth narrative. I never want a woman to feel like she failed if her birth plan changed or if she decided she wanted something else or if things don't go as planned. We didn't fail. You can't fail in birth. Just like anything else, it's impossible to make decisions for yourself in a situation you've never been in before. And it's paramount to have positive self-care and labor. Uh, my goal is that birthing people feel loved in labor and that they are respected and supported. That the decisions anyone makes in this space are their own and they feel confident in them. Birth is not one size fits all. The last thing I'm going to say about the Bradley method, number six, my sixth reason, and I could probably find more, um, is that uh, their idea that you will need to fight for your birth desires with nurse ratchet, right? The Bradley method loves this one, painting the picture that you will have to fight the moment you walk into the hospital for your desires and how you want to be treated in birth. Again, this is just not simply true. Most nurses are amazing and they are there to ensure your comfort and safety. Again, I recently had a birth healing client and she talked about how the Bradley method psyched her up, right? Literally, she used the words, I had to psych myself out um, as she prepared literally for a brawl-like atmosphere when she walked into her birthing place. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Walking into your birthing place and you feel like you're going to have to brawl, that is not conducive to relaxation. Relaxation is conducive to labor, not this sort of fight attitude. This is fight or flight responsive too. And such things counter out, counteract all of the labor hormones. So again, this is not conducive to labor. You know, what a horrible picture to paint. What a horrible story to tell people. Again, fear-mongering stance and a negative approach to such an amazing moment. You know, while I understand this could have been true 20 years ago, and I can tell you firsthand, at least in Orange County, California, that the nurses we work with are angels. They want to create an experience you desire. They want to be part of this magical moment. They're there to take care of you. You know, and I do recognize that Nurse Ratchet did, and probably still does exist. As with any other profession, you're going to find people that are dissatisfied with their current space and time, and they work pretty hard at making everybody else around them miserable too. I mean, that's just life. That's every profession, right? And and those people probably should not be working in the labor and delivery unit. Um, however, this is a rare, a rare situation right? And it certainly should not be the starting place for you as you walk into one of the most cherished memories of your life. So this one is big too, because the Bradley Method paints this picture that it's you against them. And it's also painting the picture that you shouldn't be delivering in a hospital, which for many of us, we feel safest there. Women need to birth where they feel safe. If you do not feel safe, you will not let your baby out. So for many of us, the hospital is where we feel the safest. So what are we propagating when we tell women they're going to have to fight with the nurse? Anyhow, um, I could probably go on and on about this. I'm very passionate about birth. I'm very passionate about our mindset when we walk into this moment. I am also very passionate about, about you connecting to your intuition and understanding what you need understanding what you need. And if this resonates with you and you desire a more positive, self-focused and intuitive approach to your birth, I invite you to explore my Connected Childbirth course. That's exactly what we do. This is not a method. This is not a one size fits all. All right. My promise in my course, which you can find in the description in this podcast, um, is that there's no fear mongering or judgment. I completely believe in your autonomy. I I understand you are a full grown adult and you can make your own decisions. You know what is best for yourself and I trust you. I also promised to you and your partner that I will set them up for success. I will offer your partner the confidence to come near and be present in this moment. I will break down your needs so that they understand how to help you best. So that they simply know they need to show up, they need to love you, make you feel safe, which they already know how to do, right? We're going to talk about how they don't need to be your doula. They don't need to fix this. We cannot fix labor. They just need to love you best. And who better for that job than your partner, right? I also promise that I will help you connect to your own compass. I will help you prepare for your birth you desire, um together we're going to do this together and in my course i'm going to offer you tools a myriad of tools some will resonate with you some won't and so you get to decide what's in your toolbox not me it is not a method it is not prescriptive you get to decide what is going to work best for you in that moment right you are unique and there's no magic one size fits all approach to your birth I will offer you many options to explore so that you can connect to your intuition and feel like you have the preparation and education to make the right choices for yourself. My promise also in connected childbirth is that it is inclusive and it is non agenda based. That means that you are in control as you know yourself best. Again, I trust you. I trust your body and I trust your baby. I trust your choices. My promise also is that we're going to do this together. We're going to work towards ending our competitive birth culture. It starts with us as mothers, as birthing people. How we see ourselves in this moment, how we relate, how we build, design, and narrate our own stories is how generations will feel about birth. It is about making birth best for all. Good, bad, ugly, raw, joyous, intense, magical. All of these things, right? And they're all uniquely yours. It is about changing this birth narrative together as women, as birthing people, as we tell the story to ourselves, to our friends, to our babies who will grow up and have babies themselves. This is how we change the, the cultural birth narrative from a negative one to a positive one, right? My promise also to you is that you will feel ready to walk into your birthing place with confidence in yourself and your birthing staff that you will feel heard, seen, and loved, right? I love teaching childbirth education. It is my passion. Um, I'd be honored to see anybody join Connected Childbirth. If you have questions, you can email me. Um, I'll put my email in this podcast description as well. I want to say if you are expecting and you're listening to this, I hope it has helped. Um, maybe it has helped you connect deeper to making a decision about which childbirth class is best for you. Uh, hospital birthing class, I always find inadequate. So looking for alternative alternative classes, I think, is important. Um, there are a lot of trendy birthing classes like the Bradley Method, like hypnobirthing, that are not for everybody. Uh, when I designed Connected Childbirth, my goal was that it was for everybody, regardless of how they wanted to birth. Uh, again, we focus on self, um, self-care, self self-awareness. We talk about big things like trauma and how you're going to walk into the room with that trauma and how we need to set our mindset up for success. Um, it, we talk about our self-talk. How do you talk to yourself when you're challenged, when you're stressed, when you're feeling sad? Do you have good self-care when you are stressed out? So we talk about positive self-care because that's how we heal. That's how we um, create good self-care practices by when we are stressed recognizing okay starting to get a headache I'm feeling a little stressed I need to move my body maybe maybe I should take a shower maybe I need to call a friend you know maybe I need to go for a walk positive self-care so we talk about all those tools it really is an intuitive process and my goal is that you can connect to your own intuition and feel um, like you can build safety in your body for this moment again Thank you for joining me. I hope that has been useful. Uh, Until next time, I'm sending you resilience, agency, and love.